the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Last night I tried some raw oysters. I want all my picks back and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. I am Dre Fogue and I'm the transfer. Coach, show them just in case they don't like your jacket. Can you go buy another one, Coach, if you need one? Hold on. We'll get it. <laughs> Errant Rogers, E-R-R-A-N-T Rogers. Back to the podcast, coming right back at you with a little NFC West heat, baby. We previewed the AFC West, now it's on to the NFC side of this conference. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams that almost we talked about a little bit. We talked about the, the Cardinals a little bit already this year, so I said to kind of see where you guys um, see them fitting within the, the length of this division. Um, also have Seahawks, Rams, Niners, and I would just like to a quick pat on the back for myself and Lee Murray for believing in the Seahawks last year. Yeah, absolutely. They were well, def- people would forget a lot of people were were very anti Seahawk, and uh, you know we stuck by them. Yes, sir. They didn't do quite what we thought they would, but they you know they made the playoffs. I mean, shoot, they won they won ten games. I almost forgot I almost forgot that they won ten games, and uh, they had, they played a lot of really good close games. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm proud to stand behind that, but. This division, man, it's going to definitely – I'm really looking forward to previewing this just because I think there's a lot of talking points. We've given the fans a little bit of a teaser, I guess, somewhat to how um, – I guess a little bit of disagreement we have on the Cardinals, which I think is going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to get after it. Tommy, any preliminary thoughts on the NFC West? I got my black shirt on because it's going to be a funeral. <laughs> I'm prepared for a funeral. That's all I got to say. I'm all business over here. Yeah, I did. I did think the Cardinals were going to come within four wins of the Seahawks last year, and I was wrong. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. All right. <laughs> I was going to say that one for later, but I, just off the I knew it was the elephant in the room. I didn't say anything. The audience now, everyone now knows. Okay, we can, we can, we let's get into it. Let's start with those aforementioned Cardinals. One quick note, Tommy's nice little haircut he's got on. Uh, Lee Murray posted a Snapchat story saying he signed an MLS contract. Uh, Aiden Crehan asked me if he actually did. That's Well, if you would have seen me out there on Sunday for our pickup game, I, Aiden Crehan would have had a good opinion because I was looking great. Looking great at that nine spot. Crehan, that's, Crehan, that's pretty brutal. That's, pretty, all I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to say. That's pretty friggin' brutal. <laughs> I didn't give him too much grief about it in the moment, but I figured I'd, you know, since no one listens to this, that's might as well play him here. We're shouting into the hole. That's brutal, Crayon. <laughs> it's brutal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Tommy has about a, as good of a chance of making the MLS as Crayon does for pitching for the friggin' Red Sox. That's, that's <laughs> all I have to say about that. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but now we can move on. Crayon's got a uh, hell of an arm. <laughs> Also, <laughs> we'll jump into the Cardinals here. Their big move, obviously, was the drafting of Kyler Murray, number one overall. But the move that preceded that, that set up this entire offseason for them, was the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach. Coming over from Texas Tech, where he was fired, uh, and never really did much there other than have this air raid offense. Um, I, I mean, we've kind of shared a lot of uh, thoughts, I guess, on the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury, as well as the drafting of Kyler Murray, who Lee is a huge fan of, probably your favorite quarterback of the last three drafts, uh, I would assume. Um, And so 
they've definitely made a lot of interesting moves. Uh, a team, uh, the thing that I will say about the Cardinals is that I'm definitely much more, if you're just on a base level, like they're scarier now. Like you're definitely more of a threat, I think, with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury than Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen, just as as a flat off comparison. Um, whether or not it actually turns into anything tangible or anything good is is unclear. But I think um, you know a lot of teams hang on to guys for too long because they're too afraid to make a move. And I think you somewhat have to commend the Cardinals for for saying, hey. We don't think Josh Rosen's the guy. We don't think Steve Wilkes is the guy. Let's just go after it a little bit. And I think they're in a better position now than they were a year ago. Uh, so I think that's all you can really say as far as you know their development goes. We're going to have to see what it translates to uh, on the field. But definitely still some concerns with this team in terms of the offensive line. I think the secondary is pretty shaky. But where are you guys' heads at? I mean, yeah, it's... We've we've talked about this in the post draft interview and I mean uh, post draft podcast and the coaching change podcast, but this has just been a uh, a very impressive off season um, for the Cardinals for me, and it started with the draft and what they you know bringing in veterans like Terrell Suggs, um, you know I just I I Robert maybe, Alford yeah Jordan Robert Hicks. Alford George, I mean and then you know the the personnel is there I I think. You're right, Clep. The uh, the defense definitely still is is shaky, but as we've talked about before, I believe that they they're they're very close to having a, a, a really. I mean, they do have an impact player on the defensive line and uh, in the secondary, and then if we can just get some pro- uh, production out of Hassan Reddick or a good healthy season from Jordan Hicks, that's a pretty solid three levels of defense right there. Um, the big question for me is is on the offensive line. Uh, bringing in Marcus Gilbert, I think, was a nice move at at right tackle. Uh, but still, this is still a uh, a pretty. I mean, they didn't. That's all they brought in in terms of new guys, really. This is still. Sweezy. Yeah, I guess J.R. Sweezy too. But this is pretty much the um, the same. That dude needs to be in a museum now. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty much the same unit from last year. So, but and and then and the thing also about Kyler is how much um, I I think when you have a player like Kyler Murray at the quarterback position, the athlete that he is. I think obviously it's a lot different than Josh Rosen, and their offensive line was bad, and it made Josh Rosen even worse because of how limited he is uh, as, as a mobile quarterback. So um, I just think that maybe it won't all come together for the Cardinals this year, but I think this is going to be a huge first step in their um, in their development as as a whole. Yeah, I mean I completely agree. Um, I think there are definitely things causes for concern on the defensive side of the ball, but. I think that they're less than people maybe may make them out to be. Um, I think that – I like the comparison Tommy made in prior conversations we've had about the Chiefs defense. I don't think the Chiefs defense is bad necessarily, but I don't think it's anything to write home about. And I feel the same way about the Cardinals now. I think they've made uh, necessary improvements on the defensive side. Uh, they brought in Robert Alford, who I know is older, but they already have Patrick Peterson, who again is older. But these are veteran guys. They drafted Byron Murphy, who – Tommy, that was Tommy's number one cornerback. They 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 got him in the second round, and I think it's time for guys that they drafted like Hassan Reddick a couple years ago, and even Kem, Kem Diche to, to to start maybe proving that they're gonna uh, be Cardinals for longer than just their rookie contract, and really start making plays and 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 asserting themselves on the defensive side of the ball. And when it comes to offense, the only thing that really concerns me about this team is the youth. Um, you know, they're, they're bringing in a lot of young receivers 
And aside from Larry Fitzgerald, all the receivers are basically all their all the targets are under 24 years old. You got Kirksey, Isabella. Um, I don't know what the status is on Chad Williams from Grambling State. I think he's Hakeem Butler. He's, well. he's sunk low on the depth chart. But yeah, guys, they drafted like Keyshawn Johnson and uh, Hakeem Butler. Uh, but I did want to. I do want to. You know, talk about David Johnson. You know, we've talked about him before. I think this is going to be a huge year for him. I think they're going to get a lot of use out of him in the pass game. And I think in the run game, he's going to take a lot of pressure off Kyler Murray. And at the end of the day, Clep, I mean, people are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I believe Kyler Murray can make as big of an impact in his first year as Patrick Mahomes did in his you know, second year or his first year starting. I really do. And I think maybe I, I may be a little delusional about that, but if you snap Patrick Mahomes in at quarterback for the Cardinals, uh, I think a lot of people will be believing that they're a playoff team, and that's kind of the outlook that I have right now. Do I have a ton of faith in Cliff Kingsbury? No. Do I think that I, I admire what the Cardinals did in, in, in completely selling on the identity and saying, yes, Rosen isn't the answer, Wilkes isn't the answer, one year was enough for us to know that, and we're going to jump on this opportunity because this is the way the league is moving, and I guess they're trying to be a step ahead of the game, but I'm not necessarily confident enough to say that this team is going to be a bona fide winning team, but I absolutely think that this team is going to put up a competitive fight in nearly every game they play. And one, I just wanted to add one more thing. So, uh, just the I also this is just going to come down. Kingsbury is going to have to like at the very least prove his worth as an offensive mind and design a competent offense around all these weapons that he has. So at I might not have the fullest uh, confidence as of yet in Kingsbury as a NFL head coach, but I do believe that if he's going to have to hang his hat on one thing, it's going to be creating a dynamic offensive plan. Uh, for the NFL, and as I said in uh, one of the previous episodes, uh, a lot for a lot of a lot of times, it's it's easier for guys their first year because there's not as much they have that new phenomenon to the league, and there's not as much tape on them. So I th- I think their their offensive floor is going to be high enough to keep them competitive. We'll move uh, move on, but I just want to make two quick points. Uh, one is Patrick Peterson is suspended for the first six games of the season. Six. So, six. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. first six games of the season. So I, I wanted to put that out there. So that's definitely a, a hit to their defense is kind of what I was referring to with the, the secondary questions. Um, and also, I, I just think they lack depth. I, I just think there's not a lot of players behind anyone like that's, you know, if, if they get hit with injuries, I think that they're absolutely screwed, you know? So, uh, and I mean, that's inevitable in any NFL season. So that's kind of what's preventing me in terms of maybe even putting them as a team that could be a fringe, like wild card. In, you know, in the hunt in December. I don't really think they're going to be able to, to do that. But if everything does go right with Cliff Kingsbury and he isn't totally um, incompetent college coach and Kyler Murray can assert himself a little bit in the first year, I don't see why that this team can't be uh, a playoff contender within the next two to three years. So that's just kind of where I'm at with them. I just want to make one last point to finish this off. See, uh, The Cardinals have a Week 12 bye, and the last five games of their season have an extremely high degree of difficulty Rams, Steelers, Browns, Seahawks, Rams. Those are the last five weeks of their wow. season. So they don't really necessarily go through a gauntlet before the bye. But if they're in that playoff hunt around week 12, it's going to be awfully hard to continue at the pace that they've been going at with the last five weeks of the season, assuming those teams that I just mentioned uh, hold their weight. And it all the same, oh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, it's, it's unnecessary, but I'm going to say it anyway. And it all starts with that cupcake at home against against the Detroit Dude, Lions. I don't know why you got to drill this one in so hard. It was but... a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Onward and upward. 
Let's go to the San Francisco 49ers, um, where last year they were kind of a, a media darling. And yep. perhaps even a back judge darling of Tommy the, man, the band Lee Murray. Oh, man. Lee Murray picked them to win the division. Yeah, I was I was all over them with Garoppolo last year, which may have been a little uh, aggressive, but hey, that's what we're here for. I also picked um, them to win the division, but oh jeez, add <laughs> insult to injury. I don't think it's that bad because their starting quarterback tore his ACL in Week Three, yeah. so it's like I, I'm not saying they would have won the division necessarily, yeah. but I mean, you know, they, we'll never know. They look to be in a competitive team, and you know that Chiefs game was a uh, was a was a good game. I you know, we'll see. Uh, um, but this year, kind of, I think it's a little maybe a little good for them. They're a year removed from. All the hype last year, they kind of get to reset, and not too many people are talking about them just as a whole. Um, but at the same time, I don't really see how this team has like gotten much better uh, over the last year. I mean, obviously, you can point to things like like D Ford and, and Nick Bosa getting uh, added to the defense, but um, I'm pretty low in terms of like believing in this team's management anymore. I'm kind of out on John Lynch in terms of we, we've talked about some of the contracts that he's given out to guys like Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon when you have dudes like Matt Breida just running for 1,000 yards last year, kind of seeming like spending money unnecessarily, guys like Kyle Juszczyk making a ton of money. And like Kyle Juszczyk's a talented player, but I, he has a ridiculous contract for a fullback. He's paid Blake and Tomlinson um, and also just haven't really been able to – shape a receiving core for for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you have George Kittle, who is uh, one of the top tight ends in the league for sure, but you're looking at Jordan Matthews, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel, and Marquise Goodwin kind of as your, as your guys on the outside. So I just don't believe in that very much, and I don't know. I'm just kind of – I just don't believe really in the management or the coaching that much of this team to kind of think that they'll do anything more than – Eight wins. Yeah, this team has won 17 games in the past four years. I mean, especially with how the outlook of this division is looking, I am not convinced that that is going to all of a sudden change and they're going to win, you know, nine games this year. I don't. I completely agree with you, Clep. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but um, I'm really not confident in this team necessarily on any level of their offense or defense. I don't think that their offensive line necessarily stands out as being good. I don't think Garoppolo has necessarily proven. I mean, God, God bless the guy. He tore his ACL, but he's still got a lot to prove. Uh, the receiving core, I think Debo Samuel is their best receiver, uh, and he hasn't played it down in the NFL. You, their, their running backs are good, but just confusing to me, the amount of money they were spending on running backs. Brita, I thought, was a good player. Apparently, they don't think that he's that great because they're spending money on Tevin Coleman. And then defensively, all they've been doing is spending their draft picks on defensive line and, and, and trading for D Ford, but yet they really haven't been able to make an impact on the D line. Richard Sherman's their best corner, and Jason Verrett's their second best corner. Both of those guys are over 30 and have injury histories. Their secondary, in terms of safety, is not great. And the, the biggest bright spot in their linebacking core is Quan Alexander, who they're paying $13 million a year who is coming off of a season-ending injury. I don't know if it was his knee ACL. or ACL. Yeah. So there's really not one level of this team that I'm confident in. And I'm going to finish this by saying at head coach either. Kyle Shanahan has not proven to me anything since he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. And since the Patriots came back in that game, and my, for all I care, Kyle Shanahan has been cursed, man. 
He has not been able to prove that he can coach winning football. And George Kittle is honestly the only bright spot on this team. This division is only getting more competitive, I think. And I do not, I, I see this San Francisco 49ers team going, moving at a slower pace than every other team in this division in terms of uh, improvement and production. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. With uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more towards the Klepp camp, but to say that George Kittle is the only bright spot on this team is just not true. What are, what are the other bright spots? I mean, Nick Bosa, I think, would be a pretty big bright spot. He hasn't I played think. it down in the NFL yet. And you got the number two pick because you've won 17 games the last five years. You know, all the prior first five, ten picks you've had you're receiving. I mean, yeah, Debo Samuel and Dante, Pe- like, they have a very young receiving core, but I just see a lot of potential in them, and I see a lot of potential on this defense. Obviously, I... I, they do have depth, depth problems, uh, you know, as well. Richard Sherman, for sure, is probably their best corner right now. Jason Verrett uh, has has been a little bit mangled by injuries the past couple of years, but was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL two years ago or three years ago. Um, so I think that signing him for one year, there's there's high upside here. Obviously, it's going to all have to come together this year. I'm not going to uh, – I, I still am holding out hope because I think last year was just, uh, you know, they got bad luck and Jimmy Garoppolo tore their ACL. Obviously, they still only won, uh, you know, four games or however many games they won. Um, but but this year is their year for me, and, I, and I'm still on the train. So I, I still am expecting um, a, a, a playoff uh, contention out of uh, the 49ers this year. Yeah, I don't want to bash them too hard. It took me a lot of thought to come to this conclusion, but – uh, it's more of the outlook of the division right now and how if, you know, it's kind of a sink or swim thing and, uh, you know, making moves for guys like Jordan Matthews just seems like a non-move to me. It seems like a complete, well, you know. going to be their fourth receiver probably. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, okay, fine. Then trading a second round pick for D Ford when you're drafting Nick Bosa and you drafted Solomon Thomas and you drafted DeForest Buckner and these guys, it's like, what's the point of, of drafting these guys if you're going to trade a second round pick for D Ford? Two years later, well, I just if they don't. Have a, if they have a mean rotational defensive line, like we've seen a lot of the most dominant teams but, in the but NFL, but they don't. Have, but they don't. Of course, but that's what. But I'm just trying to point out the logic. To you're you're saying all these things. And they're giving yeah, away Solomon value Thomas. for that. They're they're just putting. They're kind of blindly putting it, and we're gonna have a mean rotation yeah, put, when uh, they, these guys aren't producing. At the none of these guys really are. D producing. Ford had a really good year last year. Obviously, he still has some stuff to prove. But if you have that, if that tandem, if D Ford plays like he did last year, and Nick Bosa is what everyone thinks he is and just plays up to 75% of his potential, they're going to have a really good edge-rushing combo. And DeForest Buckner might be the most underrated interior defensive lineman in the NFL and, and has been progressing every single year. Um, they do – I again, they have a lot of questions. Fred Warner had a really good year last year at linebacker. They dra- have drafted well. McGlinchey was great last year at, as their right tackle. I, um, you know – I still am holding out hope for this team. Obviously, again, it just it comes down to this year. I believe in uh, Kyle Shanahan's ability as a play caller. I like uh, Sala as their DC, and I still believe in John Lynch as a as a personnel guy. I completely agree with you guys with the running backs. It seems incredibly redundant to just they've now spent big money on two running backs who haven't played for them yet. So um, it's you know obviously I don't like that, but I think there's a lot to be excited about this year if Garoppolo stays healthy and they have you know. A full season. This, this is, is like a gut, gut reaction, Tommy. Like, what's the win total you're putting on this team? I'm going to, I mean, eight to ten wins? I don't, Come I, on, man. Like, eight to ten is basically saying, well, I, 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 this division, 
I I think the Cardinals like I think the Cardinals very well could be the fourth team in this division with seven wins. It's hard. I don't like the Seahawks except they have Russell Wilson. I like I the Seahawks. I think have arguably the worst roster roster uh, in this division in my opinion. But they have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL on their team. So it's it's just you know I'm not going to try and disrespect the Seahawks again. But I like the Cardinals and in, in the 49ers um, a lot. And then there's obviously the Rams. I think. You know, if this team's healthy, I expect them to be in the mix for the playoffs. I guess that's what I'll say. I think eight wins is almost like about as bad as this team could do. Seven or eight wins. It's basically just saying we went all in on this experiment, and yeah, we didn't win four games. We won seven or eight, and we're still not going to make the playoffs. So we're just not going to get a top ten pick that we can, or top five pick that we can draft another D lineman with who doesn't pan out. I just don't. I'm I'm off. I'm off the Niners. Clep, I'm with you. I'm off Shanahan. I'm off Lynch. I think that Shanahan obviously. I, I can see this team going six and ten, man. I I agree. I can see them I, going five and eleven. I can see them. Yeah. I can see it just not working. Yeah. Um, I mean, it very well. It very well could, but that would be a, a that, and that would be the evidence that we need of them being a failure. I think. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy for the whole season and and they have all of their you know staying as relatively healthy as an NFL team can throughout the season and they lay an egg and only get two more wins than they had last year, I will, I'll bend the knee to you guys and, and I'll, I'll, hump, I'll hop off the train. I mean, they played the Bucks week one, Bengals week two, Steelers week three, and Browns week four. No, they got a bye week four and then they got uh, Browns. Oh, they, have, week they have a pretty five, favorable yeah. schedule. I mean, I don't week really... Week four bye is awful. I don't that think it's a, favorable if you think the Cardinals are going to be competitive. Well, yeah, those games are competitive, but like the Redskins, I, I'm not a big Carolina guy. We all are kind of low on Baltimore. You got... Tampa Still, though, look at the last four weeks there with New Orleans, Atlanta, Rams, Seahawks. I just think you're at New Orleans, you're home to the Falcons, you're home to the Rams, and then you go to Seattle to finish the season. You better be, you know, the team that you're making them out to be in order to, to win those games. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be – my jaw will not be on the floor if the 49ers are performing to the level that people expected Shanahan to get them to. But I definitely have a way better uh, time believing that they're going to be – more of the same, which is since Shanahan's been the coach, he's been the coach for two years, right? Ten years, yeah. ten wins in two years. So six wins his first year, four wins his second year. Granted, Garoppolo was injured, but I just think in those two years, maybe it's been unfair to Shanahan in a way. But I think with some of the moves that they've made, they've just kind of gotten behind the wheel, and now they're 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 playing catch up, and they're a little bit behind the eight ball. Before right before we jump to the Seahawks here, I'll throw in the little take from John Dolan, who's been itching to get on the podcast. Uh, he said that this is the last year that Jimmy Garoppolo will be a starting quarterback in the NFL. They win in 13. If they win six games, that I mean, that very well could be the case. If they're picking in the top five again, and we have a quarterback class that we do next year, you pick a quarterback. You're not like you have you filled out you know the majority of your roster really. So this year is a huge cliff you know potential cliff year for Jimmy Garoppolo. As Let's go to the Seahawks. Um. This is a team last year that did make the playoffs. They went to Dallas and lost uh, in, a, in a close game in the wild card round. Uh, a team that last year, I think, overperformed expectations maybe of the media. But, I mean, always in t- inside that building, they're going to have big expectations for themselves. Uh, this offseason, Russell Wilson signed uh, the richest deal in NFL history. I think he's making something like $35 million a year now. Um, and, and it's well-deserved, frankly. I think he's... One of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, if not top top three to top five guy in the league, and 
He's more than proved it, especially last year. I mean, the, the in the beginning of Russell Wilson's career, the talent around him was you know much higher, and he didn't have to do as much to win. You had a, in, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame running back behind you and Marshawn Lynch, and potentially one of the best defenses of all time. Um, and you know, he kind of just guided the ship, and now he is really the man in Seattle. Um, no huge offseason moves for them. Uh, they did get rid of uh, Cliff Averill. Or, I'm sorry, Cl- um, sorry, Frank Clark. Um, so, and they, they, brought in Ziggy, they brought in Ziggy Yonza and drafted uh, LJ Collier, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to in a minute. But uh, So a little bit of loss of talent on the, on the defensive side. But um, I don't know. I, I think that this team is kind of the same as they were last year. Um, and I, I kind of expect them, just because it's Pete Carroll, best coach in the division, I'll put that out there, and uh, Russell Wilson, um, I, I'm just going to kind of take them in games against teams that I don't feel as confident as. Yeah, Clep, I'm just going to piggyback because I have just uh, my opinion about this team is pretty quick. Uh, 39 wins the last four years. You know I like looking back at the past few years. This is just right in the ship, man. As long as Russell Wilson's healthy, I have really no reason to believe that this team is going to just take a dip this year and be worse. Like you said, I believe Pete Carroll is the best coach in the division. I think that this team is going right along with how they should be going, and I think we're going to see them in the playoffs again this year. I expect nine or ten wins and nothing less from Seattle. I don't really have too much more to say about it. And if anyone uh, expects them to be worse, I really would like to know why, because I like Frank Clark as much as anybody, but I don't think that he is a pivotal piece to them winning that many games. And I think not, not exactly like the Patriots, but similar to the Patriots, the Seahawks do kind of have a system where they, they, their young players uh, improve extremely well, they're well coached, and the system kind of just works as long as Russell Wilson's healthy. Um, I think the loss of Doug Baldwin might be pretty big in terms of a locker room presence, but at the same time, Russell Wilson just got paid, and I have no real reason to believe that this team is going to uh, have a negative year this year. And they got that boy DK. Yes, sir. Where he goes, baby. Eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. Easy. That's an easy lock. Is that a prophecy? Yeah, at least. At least eight. Yeah, when, Skip. When Richard Sherman's guarding him. Papa Chubbs in that offensive line room. My big buddy over, over at Crespi Carmelite High School in 2011. But guess what? It ain't happening this year. It ain't happening this year. Seven wins from Seattle. Wow. It's going to be a down year for no other reason than why than it just has to be because I have too much invested in the Cardinals and the 49ers. I admire that you're doing this because you have to not it, like someone. It, you know, yeah. I'm saying in this division. Yeah. You, there has to be someone who gets beat. I just think this is – I just – I don't know. Russell Wilson got paid, new new bodies in. I, I, I just think a seven-win season and I, you know – there's, there's not a lot of logic behind it because I think last year – I think they improved a little bit over last year. Obviously, they lost Frank Clark, um, but I just think they, they have a young team that has just got another year of experience, but I just think this could be a potential down year for them for no other reason than I just think it has to be for my other guys to uh, perform. Look out for my boy Will Disley getting that starting tight end job and making some moves this year in, in Seattle. It's a little point. Yeah, I gotta a add. potential uh, dynasty sleeper. And you can always count on absolutely. And you you can always count on on Seattle not necessarily not being happy with their draft, but they're just so 
Like they have the, they're just a team that can draft Malik McDowell. Shout out Malik McDowell in the first round and like not really get hurt from it. Like, yeah. I just feel like. Well, look at their past for LJ Collier this year. Uh, Rashad, Rashad Penny last year and yeah. Malik McDowell the year before. And uh, yet they're still winning 10 games every year, you know. I just think that there's really no reason why. And I don't even like – I like DK the least out of you guys. And I still think it's like there's no reason why it's just not really going to work well. And Well, yeah, and that's why I just think this year I just – there has to be some type of hiccup. You know, I just – I think what we saw – I mean, I guess they can be better than they were last year, but – um, they just weren't. I think their their lack of talent showed when they played when they played Dallas, even though it was a tight game. I just think that Russell Wilson can only. Uh, I mean, and Earl Thomas is on. I know he yes. left last year with a, an injury, but it's true. Um, I, I will. Let's throw out a little game here. Who do you think uh, wins this backup QB job? Paxton Lynch or Geno Smith? Oh, wow, Geno. <laughs> I'll take Gino. Gino. I think I'm going to take Gino as well. <laughs> Paxton's just a sad little man. Dog, I, I like Gino, man. That's all I got to say. I like Gino. I called that back in 2013. I said he's he's not fit. I saw how he was acting on draft night. I said he's you didn't not like fit. the shades. I didn't like the shades. He was on his phone the whole time, and he was he was pissed, obviously. But I at least he's I, not Paxton Lynch. That's I told all him I that say. is true. He is not Paxton Lynch. <laughs> John Elway's smirking somewhere. Um, I will. I will say that uh, Jerron Reed, great, great player. Yeah, big fan of his. Yeah. Um, so uh, that he's he's a talented guy on their interior defensive line, and you know, let's see what Ziggy can do, man. I want to see that guy stay healthy. Yeah, he's a good dude. You know, he's just been struggling with injuries. I think he can make a nice little impact in Seattle. I think he'll look good in that uniform. I do too. He will. Long, athletic dude. Get those electric green sleeves. Yeah, he's a he's a Seahawks he's a Seahawks type of guy. I think. Uh, should we go to the Los Angeles Rams? Because they're so they got such good coaching, they can take players that are raw like that, and yeah. not that Ziggy's still that raw, but just make them so productive. Yeah, let's let's move on to the Rams, eh? Tommy, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I'll start it off. I mean, uh, this team, um, you know, they we. You, <laughs> This is just a, a really this is a good football team and uh you know maybe this is a year that they they have a down year but I just uh think their floor you know if I'm going to they are like the the beefed up Seahawks I think when uh you know McVay hasn't you know had a sophomore or junior slump I guess it would be now he didn't have a sophomore slump they made it to the Super Bowl obviously they didn't uh you, you know perform like they were all year, and their offense was really limited by uh, by Belichick and, and the Patriots. But um, I, I like what this this team did in the offseason. I think they had a, a good draft with the limited picks that they had. Bringing in a guy like Daryl Henderson, they had John Kelly from last year. David um, Long, awesome. Yeah, David Long, too, who I think is going to be a really nice man-on-man uh, corner for them. Taylor Rapp, I mean, you, you can go on David Edwards, too. They just... Bobby Evans, wow. They just made really good picks for depth, um, you know, and, and beefing up positions that they needed to beef up. And then you have the best player uh, in football on the other side at that defensive tackle spot. So um, I just think that this team is is going to be in the mix again. Um, and Goff, you know, is going to uh, be productive, I think. And he doesn't really have to be that productive. He just has to kind of be what he's been for 
since McVeigh has come in, and I don't really see any uh, any reason for decline outside of um, injury, really. Yeah, I kind of have to take a stance here and say that I think this might be a mediocre year for the Rams, especially from Rams fans' perspective. The past two years, I think they've been spoiled in a way. And I do believe Sean McVay is an incredible play caller. I do think this team's going to be competitive. I do not think that they're just going to have some awful year. But I think between Gurley with the knee injuries, um, their aging defense, bringing in Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle, Tlaib's a year older, Marcus Peters isn't getting any smarter in terms of his his actions off the field, I guess, and in the locker room. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe I mean, that. even on the field, he, he is yeah. a bit of a risk taker. He's a risk taker. And I just think that they drafted well. I agree. I think they have solid depth. But I just think that last year was kind of their pinnacle year where they got to that point and they really couldn't do it. And I don't just – in the NFL as this year-to-year league that I believe that it is, I don't just see them being able to repeat that, especially in this division. And – I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to put it down. I'm going to say the Rams are winning eight games this year. And Damn. that's my stance. That was, that was the club process last year. That's Yeah, I'm coming in with the – I'm repeating it one year later, like Tommy with the Saints. <laughs> We're taking your prophecies a year later. But I do not want to by any means hate on the Rams. I really don't. But I just think that I have too much faith kind of in the Cardinals, and I think the Seahawks are going to win the division. And I just think that – you know, I don't think the Rams' schedule is necessarily super hard, but Goff, man, he's still the boy king in my eyes. And at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to improve. I don't think he's going to take that next step. I think he's going to continue to be what he is, and I don't have faith in that. If, and I think now that Kyler Murray's in the division, that Jared Goff very well could be the worst quarterback in this division, depending on how Garoppolo does. And if that if, means something to me. If That's I may all. interject... Don't you think that if Goff doesn't really have to improve for this, this team is still going to be uh, successful? I think they're going to be. Of... I think they're going to be solid. Like I said, I do not see them losing or winning less than seven games. I'll say I'll give I'll give myself a little room. I think it may be a little more realistic that they win nine games. I'm saying they're not going to get double digits wins. I'm smacking it at eight because I think that they're just kind of going to have a mediocre year. So that's where I'm putting it. I'm not ready to prophesize it necessarily and put it in the stone in the scriptures. But I'm just saying this is kind of how I feel about this team right now. It could change a little bit. Don't expect too much change. I'm not going to come out and start saying the Rams are going to be awful or they're going to win, you know, 13 games. But I just think the defense is aging, and I think that I'm not going to say McVay's been figured out, but that Super Bowl was extremely disappointing, and I think that coming off that performance, I don't know how much fire there's going to be uh, in ter- to, to – to, I mean, win 13 games like everyone expects them to, or 12 games. Well, I just think. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite as down on the Rams as you seem to be, Lee, but I will kind of, you know, make some points to help you out a little bit here. I mean, Todd, Todd Gurley made this offense go last year. I mean, the play action passes is basically this, what makes this offense, you know, so lethal. Um, and, you know, Jared Goff is a pretty good play action pass quarterback. It's not easy to you know, turn around and not see the defense for a second and a half and then, you know, make the right reads, but he does it well. And I mean, Todd Gurley is such a threat that the defenses have to respect it. So if you don't have Todd Gurley at full strength, which it doesn't really seem like he is at, um, and that's what the reports have been saying, that his knee injury is kind of just what it is and he's going to be limited. Uh, So that's not good. And, you know, I do believe in McVay's ability to, you know, design running games and, and just have a guy like Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson or even John Kelly step in and still be maybe more productive than their talent suggests. But at the same time, you can't discount the fact that Todd Gurley is just a man-eater. 
And I mean, I, I think his prime has passed him, but that is what it is. Um, I think and, this is the, all I'm trying to say is I think this is the year where people start to understand not just the back judge insiders, but people on the outside, the normies, let's call them, understand that Jared Goff very well may be the boy king. And yeah, I just fair. and I just kind of think that's where I'm at. I think they drafted. I think the draft was solid. I'm not going to hate on their draft, but they're three. They brought in three free agents: Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle, and Blake Bortles. And I'm not going to hate on Eric Weddle for one second. I'm not trying to hate on Clay Matthews for one second. But these guys were, you know, all stars in, in 2011. And I just think that Eric Weddle was still pretty productive. He was. He was. I mean, he was productive, and they do have a, a somewhat. And, I mean, and they lost Roger Saffold. To the Titans. That's a big, big loss on the line. They did. And Whitworth, I, I like Whitworth, but I'm like, you're older. These, these guys are a year older. And I just, I, I think that looking up and down the depth chart, it's, do, do, do this team's probably going to be favored in most of the games they play. Uh, most, all of the games they play, I would even go out on a limb and say. And it's, I just don't, I'm not on that wavelength anymore. I just think that the NFL is too much, like I've said a million times, a year-to-year league, and I think everyone around them is getting more competitive. And I just think that maybe where they weren't last year, the Rams are now viable to drop a game on the road to the Cardinals or, you know, to drop a game on the road to the Panthers or to the Browns. You know, I just think that there's a little more volatility with this team this year and with how much faith I have in the other teams in the division, I'm kind of just, just putting, it, putting it down. Well, should we get into our division predictions here? I feel like it's going to be interesting. I don't really know yeah. where, where you guys stand here. Um, I'm just going to go – I'm going to just – I think the Rams are just going to win this division. I really am not – I'm kind of surprised after going through this how low I am a little bit on the, the Cardinals and the Niners just overall. I don't really think that those teams are – I think that they can be you know competitive, if, uh, especially if Jimmy G you know turns out to be a – the guy that they're paying him to be. Um, I think the Cardinals are just a little bit, you know, if everything breaks right with Kingsbury and Murray, I still think that they're, you know, one to two years away from being able to contend for for a playoff spot. Um, The Seahawks, you know, like Tommy was saying, their lack of talent kind of showed in in that playoff game. And, you know, Russell Wilson can only drag you so far. I think losing Doug Baldwin is going to be a big hit for them. So I think with those three teams, I just don't trust them. And I don't think they just have the talent on the aggregate that the Los Angeles Rams do have. So that's what's going to make me put them number one. I'm going to put the Seahawks two just because they have Wilson and Pete Carroll. Uh, I'm going to throw the Cardinals number three because I just think that uh, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to be able to – I think that's like plus three wins for them, you know, in terms of bringing them in. And they've brought in more talent across the board on the roster. So I think that puts them, you know, a seven and nine type of team. And I really think this is going to be a 6-10, and 5-11 year for, for the 49ers, especially if things don't get off to a good start. I think they're a team that could get shot, not even just like explode, or I'm sorry, implode, whereas we're like, we were kind of talking about that with um, the Browns and uh, the Texans even. Uh, you know, I don't think that they're going to implode as much as just kind of fizzle out. So that's kind of where I have this division at. Yeah. Um, hey, Seattle, we got a deal. <laughs> I'm taking the Seahawks to win this division uh, around 10 wins. I'm not going to I'm going to say the Rams. I'm not ready to say the Cardinals are going to finish second. I very well think the Rams could win 9 games and sneak into the playoffs, but I just do think that this is going to be I think the Rams are going to win 3 or 4 or less games than they did last year. Um and maybe it would be good for them. I don't know. Maybe being the underdog in the playoffs will put a chip on their shoulder. 
But uh, I'm going to take the Rams and the Cardinals kind of interchangeable at two and three. You got a little more faith in the Rams. But I do think the Cardinals can sneak up on people. And then, Clep, I'm with you on the Niners. I don't need to bash them anymore. Around five or six wins, I think, is is the cap for this team. All righty. I, uh, I got the Rams in first place uh, with the 10-win season going 10-6. Ten, ten so I, I see some of – I don't think this is going to be as dominant of a team, but I still think their floor is a little bit um, higher than anyone else in the division. Um, and I'm going to put the Cardinals at number two. Uh, I'm coming in. I'm going to put the Cardinals at number two. I'm going to put them at nine wins. We're talking this boy out of the Niners, man. We're I'm talking this boy out of the Niners at three with eight wins, and I'm putting the Seahawks at four that with seven wins. That man's flying high off of his rocket mortgage <laughs> you know, interaction with Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz, man. Hey, hey you guys are up to something this year. Fan of the show. They're up to something this year. User? Hey, print the shirts. They're up to something this year. Seriously. Print the shirts. But nonetheless, I do want to finish off by saying this division is going to be really fun. And the inter- interdivisional games, I think, are going to be awesome. And I think that I'm, I obviously am drooling to, going to be drooling to watch Kyler Murray. I'm so excited to Likewise. see what he can do on the NFL level. And so, the Lions get him first, man. The Lions do get him first. I mean, yeah. I mean, gut check right now. Who do you think wins that one? I mean, who do you even think is going to be favored? Because I don't think Vegas thinks fondly of the Lions. They put him at like six and a half. It's in Arizona. I think the, I think the Cardinals will be a two and a half. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, just, I think the Lions just, will win. As, as a quick, just maybe a little football talk here to get away from the I think division. The I, I, think, I had a dream the other night. Okay, I like to hear that. <laughs> I had a dream um, the other night that Kyler Murray struggled in his first game. That's all I have to say. It was his first game. I didn't know. It didn't seem like he was playing the Lions, but I was I was watching it in my head, and, and I knew it was his first game, and he was not doing what I thought he would be doing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Um, I think they, just like the week one slate is just really juicy. It's awesome. Just wholly intriguing with a lot of teams that I mean, we are like that Titans Browns matchup yeah. is, is kind of saucy. Yeah. You got Texans Saints Monday Night Football. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Awesome. I mean Steelers Pats Colts Vikings, Chargers Vikings, Colts Chargers might be the game of the week for, Vikings, for the Vikings Falcons. Hmm. Vikings Falcons. Dude, these is a are great some tantalizing game. matchups. Patriots Steelers. Did Woo. you already see that clip? I got the itch. It's it's. I got the itch, man. I got. I'm having dreams for Christ's sake. Yeah, Colts Chargers. Wow. Yeah. No. This Rams is, Panthers. Yeah. In Carolina. This is going to be a lot of fun, man. And then you got Giants, that Broncos. Giants boys, you got man. that I mean, Broncos that's, Raiders. That's, that's my Giants boys. Giants boys is going to be that that Joe Buck Aikman special. Yep, you know it. Broncos Raiders is like Thanksgiving when like you got all the games. We ate all the games. We're just got we got our football coma and we're just sitting on the couch half asleep and we're watching the Broncos and the Raiders sleep through a game. Like sleepwalk through a game. Kind of reminds me of that uh, that Philly Raiders game we watched in Telluride right? back in twenty seventeen. <laughs> that was like week fifteen. Yeah, though. it was the year the e- or the yeah it was the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. There were Bowl literally too. I think there were two turnovers in a row in that game. I yeah. think Philly threw a pick. Was Foles in at that point? Foles threw a pick yeah. and then and yeah. Then Car fumbled and and, uh, and and Philly got it right back. It was Foles' first start. I think I gambled sense. on that game I, live. I'm a degenerate. I think I actually because I was pissed off when uh, when Car fumbled. I think I gambled on the Raiders, the wrong team. I think I lost. <laughs> I lost money on that game. All right, boys. Well, that's that does it for the NFC West. Tommy, your prophecy is in stone on the website. DK Metcalf, eight or more receiving touchdowns. That's easy money. I'm gonna take it to the bank, kids. 
Mm, Lee's, Lee's gonna throw the descent in there. Yeah. That, I, I pat your descent on my back. I, I'm gonna descend. I'm gonna say more around five or six ceiling. <sighs> See you later. <laughs>